0: Driven Society podcast. This is Franz Bowen. This is Trav Weeks. Uh Uh-huh. And with another installation of the Driven Society podcast, we have another ill guest in the building today. Uh, Trav, I'm super excited, bro. Yeah, definitely, man. You know what I'm saying? We have the uh, cultural curator. You, you know go. what I'm saying? Vibes, impresario. You already you know what I'm saying? It's a big word. <laughs> facts.
1: Here for it, though. Super right. facts.
0: And, you know what I'm saying? Up and coming Prince of Brooklyn. You know oh, what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you putting, putting that on. You gotta put it on his shoulders. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? A lot of lit. That's put a lot. That. That the,
1: the Bronx might have something to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: fine. Word. But we got none other than Della Yador in the building. Thank you for having me.
1: Appreciate it, guys. For Thank sure. You.
2: Definitely, man. Thank you for um, definitely being on the podcast. What's interesting, I always tell kind of a story how I meet people who I know who come on the podcast or whatnot. I'm trying to think when we exactly met. Actually, I don't think, you know, it's interesting. I don't think we got we met through anybody. I think it was through Instagram at first. Yep, yep. I think you followed and um showed that love and we just ended up having a conversation and it was just like i think it was like over 30 minute conversation we just ended up just talking about culture and just different shit in the space and how you started and it was just a super inspiring story you I, know I, what I'm saying? I
1: remember that like I, following driven society on on social and just all the the gems that you drop you guys drop on there it just felt like we've been talking the same language for a little while so it was, It made a lot of sense, Um, and and that conversation stuck with me too, especially with all the partnerships you got going on, all the um, the 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 events, the 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 activations you're working on, and um, super dope, excellent work, thank you,
2: man. And I've been hearing about the work you've been doing, like I've been hearing your name pop up, and I'm like, yo, I know one of these days the universe will probably like, you know, make sure we connect because it's all about networking and us coming together. So, man, like, it's an honor to have you on the podcast. My pleasure,
1: my pleasure. Thank you, guys. You already know.
2: So let's um. Della's one of those guys where you, the audience y'all gonna see, he's one of those culture oh, curators. Man, no pressure. Culture pushers, um, and he's doing it from the inside of the corporations and outside. So, first, let's start off, like, where you from? Cool. Um, and, you know, how'd you, you know, talk about your upbringing, how'd you get started and everything?
1: Sure, sure, yeah. My, uh, I'm first generation uh, African. My family's from Ghana, West Africa. Sweet. Uh, born in Harlem, St. Luke's, raised in the Bronx. Uh all My life been in the Bronx until I went to school in Buffalo, mm. uh, and then I moved to Brooklyn. I'm in Brooklyn right now, but my upbringing is really the Bronx. My parents are Catholic, was raised Catholic, uh, but I don't necessarily go by that, just more spiritual, I guess. Uh, sure, you know, treat others how you want to be treated, all that golden rule, good stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, I'm a student of uh, student of New York, student of culture, student of the game, student of losses. Yeah, I take enough losses to. Mm. to to learn that's not the right direction. And um, my start in it, I guess, I don't know, man. In high school, I went to Lehman High School. I remember being in uh, uh, the leadership committee, which was corny, uh, which people might see it as corny. But I see, I saw that as a lot of opportunity and power. Mm-hmm. Not, not power. I don't want to call it power because it makes it seem like authority. But it's just a lot of opportunity to, to do some really good. Cool things. For sure. Influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I took that into to college. Um and went to Buffalo, University of Buffalo. And um, you know, I remember my first year, I talk uh, talk a little bit about it, how my first year I was sort of just going with the flow. Um, you know, hit my rough patches, hit my bumps. Sophomore year, came back, had to straighten out, get really focused, right, and right. I ended up getting into student government. Oh, uh, so and student government, I was like a, a, an assistant video director recording. Um, event for all the clubs, like from, you know, lacrosse to international clubs, making $125 a month. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I guess, what was that, Oh two. 2 You made a stretch. You figured it out. <laughs> yeah. uh, but a like a noodles. couple noodles. <laughs> <of, couple of, laughs> listen, I could take some ramen and throw some egg seasoning in there yo, and yo, make, that, a, make a masterpiece of that. I that really like it out. That's it. You just got to figure it out. But um, student government, I would say, is probably one of the first ways. And I remember I wanted to quit uh, but the president at the time definitely was on some, you know, think you add a lot of value. Um, you should you should stay. What else would you want to do? So I joined the promotions team, uh, and the promotions team just pretty much opened up the world, just in terms of interacting with people, uh, creating just promotions and campaigns that really resonated with students on campus. Uh, mm-hmm. We promoted the events, and um, yeah, man, from there I started doing parties, booking you know DJs from New York. Mm-hmm. Heavy hitter specifically shots to DJ enough for all the heavy hitter crew. For and sure. um, yeah, man, kept elevating in the student government, uh, vice president, then president, uh, promotions director, vice president, then president. Um, that's something you got to get elected for. So I'm super humble for that, for the opportunity to like represent the students out there, which is really dope.
2: Mm. Quick, quick question. To, yeah. quick, do you always, was it a natural thing that you always seem to lean towards leadership roles, or did somebody instill that in you?
1: Um, I think when I was younger, um, it was the, the thought was, don't complain, contribute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, Damn. you know, I'm, I'm somewhere between, um, just being raised in a traditional African household, somewhere between speak when spoken to and closed mouths don't get fed. Mm-hmm. And because of that, if you don't like something, do something about it. If you don't, if you can't do something about it, you know, s- sit down. Mm-hmm. Like it's easy to complain, mm-hmm. um, but ideally, you want to be able to try to change something for the better. And you got to be able to hear people out. Like you need some empathy there. You got to be able to sort of understand what the problem is. Why is there the problem? How can we fix it? What does fixing this look like? So on and so forth. It's almost like um, I don't wanna say surgical, but just like a process with it. So sure. I, I don't know if I always lead it toward, lean towards leadership. I, I think I just adapted to the roles because I don't mind being a follower. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes to lead you got to be able to follow too, right? You got to know sure. how to follow. So I don't mind Absolutely. following, especially if I believe in it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't want to lead for the sake of having a leadership role. Like it, it's funny. Like uh, I'm, a, I was a big Game of Thrones fan. Still am. Me too. Um, I'm, I remember he used supposed <laughs> to talk about that, John, <laughs> uh, yeah, Can we curse on here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I just want to make sure. All know. right. All right. Jon Snow got the short end of the stick. <laughs> Yo, that's, that's a huge fact. fact. He got, a, he got the. But low key, he like he actually. He's, t- he's tired, yo. Okay. Like he been fighting for these, yeah. for these, for the wildlings, fighting for the wall. They bided him. He came back. Like they yeah. made him king in the north. He like, was dealing all of
0: the- he ain't none of that. You shit. know how deep this joint is. He was dealing with all of that <laughs> without a sense of identity, yo. Which is crazy. Fan, you know what in the, I'm saying. In the first like,
1: episode of Game of Thrones, they had his man, the, the man outside. Sword fighting with a with a with a fake body, like yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. you know practicing, because he couldn't sit with the family, wow. <laughs> like like yo, you a bastard, you gotta stay outside. You Can't even eat part. dinner with your yeah. fam. Yeah, 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 and yeah. anyway, wow. I say I say that to say because it's it's, it's heavy. So yeah. he, all his life he's been about doing the right thing. I don't know. We're going off in a tangent about up, <laughs> 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 throws. Um, but he had to do what he needed to do, and and I think he wanted to be in the Night's Watch at the end of it. Like mm. I think that was, I never thought about it from that perspective. It's a great pressure. retirement. It's a great retirement. There's a scene in yeah, episode he that one pressure. He where where pressure. John was talking to his uncle, and Tyrion heard him, and John's like, "I want to join the Night's Watch. I'm ready. I'm ready, Uncle Benjen. I'm ready. I'm ready." He's mm-hmm. like, "Nah, not yet." He's like, "I don't care about family." Tyrion actually gave him what he wanted in the first episode, so I think he made off like a bandit in a weird way. Although it was trash, <laughs> yeah. how it ended up there. But anyway, mm-hmm. I say leadership is. I actually think leadership isn't as glamorous as um, people make it out to be. <sighs> For sure, it's it's um, um, it's a it's a service role. Right. You're you're it's, you're you're in service. Because when you actually leader, you're actually putting yourself last a lot of the time. You have to. This I can't. I think. Um, Simon Sinek wrote this book called "Leaders Eat Simon Last." Sinek. He's super yep. dope, super yep. dope. Yep. He got another book called "Starts with the Why." Mm. Um, but leaders eat last. Like you gotta, like if you sometimes you break the door open, you don't get to see what you've been working towards. But if you've instilled the right, you know, morals, values, principles, MVPs that you you set your people up to like continue the work that you started. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, leadership. I, yeah, I don't I don't know about many glamorous leadership positions, but you know, you gotta you gotta have empathy. People gotta be able to trust you. It's just a sort of a combination of the two. So, For sure. Yeah.
2: So you um um you starting to book artists and, and and DJs from New York. Would you say it was that like your entrance to the game, to the music entertainment industry, to this kind
1: of kind of it was like dual it was like dual purpose. So I spent my summers in Buffalo. Um my my partner at the time who I was doing parties with J J Class, um. Uh, he was also from the Bronx, also Ghanaian. it's funny how that worked out, but we had known mm-hmm. each other from freshman year, my guy and um he became music director mm-hmm. so he was you know while he was you know helping book acts and I, I was on the executive board because I couldn't you know be in all of that. he was also booking talent and flip side when I came back to New York, I remember oh three I came back to New York I got an internship with power 105. five. So I was I was yeah. an intern in in um, 2003 Power 105 and I just I remember those days in the summertime when we were like going to Rucker Park and uh, and that was like team. street teams and you know I remember 50 Cent P I M P was on repeat 20 times a day <sighs> I'll never forget that that's a song that I've heard too much yeah um, he had but yeah the, the game on spot 03, I remember 03, the mixtape game was like Joe Budden and, and 50 Cent I, I I just remember that time but I I think that um. Even even in Buffalo, while we were booking talent and doing all that we were doing, when I came back to do that internship, super important that I had home, that I was working on something at home, too, and working on relationships. Granted, that internship sort of led me more towards the Hot 97 route, mm-hmm. um, but I needed to learn that piece, that street team. I needed to pick up speakers and hand out flyers. and I When I went back to Buffalo, I was doing parties. I was doing exactly that. Even as VP handing out flies, street team had jackets and shirts, and it was hand-to-hand. The only social promotion we had was a Facebook events page, Mm. which was just a a litmus test. All right, 700 people said they go, um five hundred people said no. Right. Two hundred and fifty of those five hundred people were showing up anyway, but you still yeah, get a no. It's like sure. it's like I don't that's like know. the first data points for like it was. You know it was what what I mean? like, I right, people said yes, so I think they gonna show up. Wow. But the thing about Buffalo is like you still gonna get a snowstorm. So seven hundred people said they're gonna show up. Are they gonna show up? Thank God they did. Right uh, over and over again. Class Entertainment is what we uh we started our promotions company, start class entertainment, and uh we did that for a few years and um Man, you know, I was I'm grateful to meet a lot of different people from different walks. Our street team was super diverse. Um, the relationships built with the DJs were super dope. Like, you know, they welcome us in welcomed us in. Um, Cast one, one of my favorite DJs. Mm. Like he's just a music mind. Um, and the whole team, there's just a bunch of talented DJs, Laura Style, like everybody's just um super dope. And they were just better people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that that. I think in the music industry, you get that you know one rule one thousand and eighty record industry people shade like it like it became more of a like a family energy, you know what I mean? So I so I was shielded from a lot of that that dirt, even though you know it happens. So I'm grateful, man. I can't say I've ever been on a losing team. That's amazing. Um, Like just throughout, whether it was even in student government, the heavy hitters. I think about. You know, do say Pelusa crew. Like I think about my friends that are really killing and and really doing what they're doing right now. Like winning isn't. And when I mean I haven't been on a losing team, I mean that there was always this drive to go get it. Mm-hmm. You know, like like winning is subjective. Right. You know, like what is you know, if if you have a goal in mind, we're gonna make X amount of dollars. That's one thing to win and succeed. But like, even if you stumble a few times, you're still winning if you're learning from it. For sure. You know what I mean? Like winning is there's, there's winning and learning. There's no losing. So, yep. Um, again, I'm going off on the tangent. It's all good. See, yeah. If y'all
0: write down the so mad gems drop. So you um tell me about uh your your VH1 experience. So yeah. I imagine that's like after you transitioned from your from radio or, or yeah, it's my it was
1: my first corporate job. Okay. Yeah, my first <laughs> job was um. Marketing coordinator for VH1 Soul. So mm-hmm. my, it was my job to, like, book the radio tours. You used wearing Kangos to the side? Nah, you have me looking Drinking like Mad, Maxwell.
0: Uh, ca- <laughs> uh, <laughs> Drinking Maxwell, like, mixed uh, cafe lattes. <laughs> Yo, you playing
1: like that. No, I remember that time because it was like VH1 Soul and you got, like, Maxwell. And it was just like VH1 Soul was just like—I just remember that vividly. And I was just booking—I um, was working out of 1515 Broadway, which is Viacom, and— mm-hmm. um, and we are booking like artist talent, but I was also working on some VH1 projects as well. Um, uh, because uh VH1 Soul was obviously on the VH1. So I got to work on hip hop honors, which was super dope. Mm-hmm. Um it was right after I it was right after um uh Strange Love, which was um uh, Bridget Nielsen and, and Flavor Flavor, right? Free, yeah. Then it was Flavor of Love. I started around that time, then it became I Love New York. Yeah. and then it was like uh I'm blanking on it was like I love money anyway there's a whole host of celeb reality that that VH1 kind of yep. jumped on the wagon for and um but I was touching more music which was really cool and I love hip hop hip hop honest. i remember fiasco was it fiasco gate oh, uh, yeah because lupe fiasco i forgotten the words to um i think it was q tips Vibrant thing? Yeah, oh, no, it was it's tribe. I think it was tribe called Quest. I might be blanking on it, but people, I just remember people that people going crazy, kind of, a little bit. You know, yeah. like the yeah, hip hop heads are like, "What are you doing?" Um, yeah, back then they back then this was like sure. we're talking like 08 yeah, yeah. at this point. They cared more for sure back. A hundred percent, hundred percent. But um, but yeah, man. While I was doing that, I was running with the heavy hitter DJ, started doing parties in the city as well. And um, so it's funny. My my job was like ten to ten a.m. to six p.m. And then I'd, like, go down to Hot 97, hang out with the guys from, like, 8 to 2 a.m., <laughs> go back to the Bronx, sleep, do it all over again. Grindin. I just remember that time. Um, you could call it grinding. It was also partying, too. But, <laughs> 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 but yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of, like, relationship building. Yep. It was a lot of um, being present, being understanding how people move. I met a lot of, I'm fortunate to not, not work in a record label mm-hmm. but know a lot of people at the labels through just relationships through for sure basketball we play ball together like yeah. you know like people having families are like you still there for that like it's dope to see the growth and evolution so mm-hmm. um yeah i remember um i remember i got laid off in 2011. well actually let me let me rewind like i, I went over to bet for a little while we launched centric which is now bet her Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did a little stint between, from VH1 Soul to VH1 to, B, to BET And then came back to VH1, got laid off 2011 uh, But got hired back a couple months later And started doing partnership marketing oh, nice. uh, for VH1 mm-hmm. remember the first project I worked on was this uh, show with June Ambrose, Style by June mm-hmm. And um, it was at the Crosby Street Hotel, we had a premiere party and June Ambrose just a, a, super dope mm-hmm. amazing um jay Z came through wow. which was super dope um which was just like yo jay's there yeah. it was like tw- this is twenty twelve twenty twelve but I just remember those moments of uh learning and building and just you know figuring things out for sure would so. you
2: consider that to be um <clears throat> well when would you consider you say your first break in the industry like was you know because there was a transition from um, when you were doing the radio promo to actually VH1, like when when was the time when you be like, you know what, yo, I'm I'm here and I'm here to stay. Well, what do you consider a break? Because I when, when the what? bags is coming in, when that salary is official, when oh. the, or that or like when you feel like you know I've made enough relationships, where I'm staying. This is this is the path I'm, I'm yeah. carving out for myself.
1: In- interesting enough, I think when I, my first real corporate bag was the liquor game really Mm, yeah yeah and i was post vh1 and post vh1 really like so i did a lot of parties um uh people might talk about like fridays after work did something called opal fridays on 52nd and 2nd which was like for four years i would say from 09 to 2013 fridays Mm. after work it was just like that was the vibe it was a energy it was an energy like and it Mm. was just going it was like five dollar um absolute and and avion drinks. We'd go there to watch the Nick games and it was just it was just a different energy. On Second Avenue, this many, this much melanin on Second Avenue. 50, boy, yeah, yeah. Boy. Like it was it was just a lot of energy. So I would say that around that time there were a couple different streams of income. But I think the the liquor game is when I was like, oh, this is what a check looks like. This <laughs> different. Like, oh right, I got right. it got it. But I can't say that was my break. Like oddly enough I feel like I'm I'm in a break right now. I'm in that break right now having knowing what I know, right. having learned what I've learned and having relationships. I'll be honest, there was a time where it's was like, "Damn, I wish I knew DJs to throw these parties." Mm. Started working with the heavy hitters. "Damn, I wish I had a, a liquor sponsor for, to work for a liquor company." Mm. Damn, I wish I kind of knew like the moving and shaking and it just kind of all it's all here. So now you got all mm-hmm. these recipes in the kitchen, all these ingredients in the kitchen. It's like what dish do you want to cook up? You've been, mm. I, everything you've been lo- working right. for. You've been cultivating this for years. And I don't even know if I knew that. I just I, It was just like, all right, let me just do this. Whatever I'm doing, let me right. try to be the best I can at it. And now I have all these ingredients in the kitchen. Now I can make different dishes, which is, I'm grateful for it. You know what I mean? Right. And um, But I also do believe every dollar isn't a good dollar. Mm. So mm. I I'd, like, I'd definitely choose what dishes I want to jump into. For sure. And Kanye West once said, beware of the free gift bag. So, Ooh. a lot of times, you'll get a lot of opportunities pushed your way. Yep.
2: I've actually had an experience like that recently. So yeah, I go, go for it. Nah, I don't want to talk about oh, that. okay. I'm just saying, I feel you 100%.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. But, yeah, I feel you 100%. Yeah, you almost, I, and I, I said it before, like, MVPs, morals, values, principles, you you know, you try to stay as close as you can to it, and, mm-hmm. and you live your life that way, and, you know, you fuck up here and there, it happens, you right. know what I mean? But. Um, you just try to recover and be better and go from there. And now, like, sort of seeing the landscape a little bit, knowing what I know, I don't know it all. I don't know if anybody ever knows it all. We just know enough to be comfortable with the next step. And even when you're not comfortable, you still got to lean into the universe and just based on your knowledge. My boy Benner, I I quote him every year on it. Benner, um, he once said, um, know your worth, but be realistic about it. Don't mm. write checks, your skill set can't cash, mm. and I think we're in a place where it's like self care mm. like you know, you know, be great, push the envelope, don't get caught out there though, like take your chances, but educate yourself on what you're taking a chance so on Calculated risk, yeah, 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 yeah I, did, I could tell you there have been times where I've like vouched for people, and I've been let down. doesn't yeah. mean I'm gonna stop vouching, right. it just means I need to vet a little bit more their knowledge before I put them on a stage. Right. Yeah. You know, and the, my friends should vet me too. Right. Like, you, even with whatever I'm talking about, right? I should still feel, I won't ever be offended if someone vets me for the sake of their name. I'm going on their name. They should. For sure. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I have a tendency to just go off. So, if I go too no, far, no, no, bring, me, no, no. bring me back. But I actually
2: yeah. want to talk about that because you've yeah. been doing, like, for the last, for the last 10 years, like, has been the ingredients to where what you what you're about to do right now. Like mm-hmm. it seems like you like like on a launching pad right now. If, you know, like like Nipsey, the marathon continues. God bless the dead. Like mm-hmm. Nipsey I always say, Nipsey was 33 when his first album dropped. Right. You know what right, I mean. But yeah. that prior to 33s was the work, the relationship sure. building, and everything. And we talked about a little bit outside about the um um the value of uh, cultivating these relationships. Right. And my man Dot, who's in the building right now, he like implored me to watch. The black Godfather Clarence Avon Yo, st- yeah you saw it I'm you're, almost done. you're a Clarence Avon type that's, you know that's what I'm saying a lot so of credit right there <laughs> my question for you is what are the key things what are like three pillars you use and how to how you cultivate your relationships for the audience listening like how to cultivate these relationships to be able mm-hmm. to build and be able to like start franchise
1: different events and franchise like just culture you know yeah that's a really good question I think um, really good question first off you got to add value. Um, whatever room or table you're allowed into, that's real. Um, what are you bringing into there that makes the table or the room better than it was before? Mm. Um, it's very easy to walk in a place and just um, say, "I'm here and, and just mooch. I, the, the analogy that I kind of use is like, you know, in the hood of the bodegas, you have to give a penny, take a penny tray. Mm-hmm. Um, the shit is always empty. <laughs> it seems like everyone is taking a penny, <laughs> not but not putting anything in there. Like sometimes I think trust and empathy are the two things that the world needs most. And in, in, mm. you know, from hunger war, those two things. But I think you got to trust. You got to give. It's very easy to get hurt and like protect your resources. But then if you protect your resources, you don't you don't share it. Then how does the world get to see what you're about? You know, how does the, the world experience what you're what you're given. So you gotta lean in and if you get hurt, cause hurt people, hurt people, right? Like when you lean in and that happens, you got you gotta you know, you gotta trust the process, you know. You really do. It's not a tagline. It's on t shirts, but it's a real thing. You gotta trust the process, the mm-hmm. good and the bad. It they all make you who you are. They say if you, you know, erase the mistakes of your past, you erase yourself. Everything has made us mm-hmm. who we are. So adding value is key. Um, even if you're protective, Uh, of your value, you still gotta, you still gotta, you know, add value, right, Um, you talked about relationships, just fostering them, I think, I think that relationships are are like, you know, any child, any pet, any, you know, whether it's love, business, friendship, you gotta manage it, you gotta, gotta, if you don't water a plant, it dies, right, like, you gotta foster relationships, check-ins, um, you know, again with the adding value, how can I help? Um, but relationships are the reason I'm still here. I could tell you when I got laid off, and I don't think it's any any um because people are bad or anything. My phone stopped ringing when I got laid off. Mm. Wow. Yeah, my phone was just was quiet. My phone just stopped ringing. So when I went back, I didn't really tell anybody. I went back. Mm. I just kind of quietly went back into it. Um, try to make less. I try to make less announcements just because I I can't help everyone. Mm-hmm. So you know sometimes the louder you scream, sometimes people think you wanna be heard, mm. and then when they hear- you they hear you, they come and you can't always help, yep, um that's just me, yeah, yeah that's yeah. just me, right, so um, adding value, fostering relationships, and then, I don't know, man, I think it's probably still in the relationship realm, follow through mm. follow through is huge, um. And I know I'm not perfect, I know I could be better on the follow through but i'm 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 getting better on the follow through If you say you're gonna do something, try to do it mm-hmm. um actually, trying is the intent to fail. If you say you're gonna do something do it mm-hmm. if you can't do it, say you can't do it that way it's been communicated, and people know it's what, so there's there's no um expectation there, but I think like what's the best advice for relationships? I think it's just gotta add value um you know, foster relationships and then follow through. I think I think yeah. for me those are those are the three that I've I've been doing for, for sure. a little while. Yeah. I think uh what I've what I've learned um and I've been burned before. Um I've been burned before in the industry and you want to be careful and not perpetuate in the cycle, but you don't want to make the same mistakes you made before. So I talked a little bit about like not being closed off when shit doesn't go right. Because um, when you close yourself off to, to the potential of being hurt, you also close yourself off to the potential of winning. Like you you, mm, yeah. you, you can't you can't block the hurt and not block the love. You know what I mean? So you, you you gotta find your bound find your boundaries. Um uh if I could give any advice to anybody that's been hurt, that's been burnt, um when you get back to the drawing board, cause you'll look at that drawing board more often than you think you need to. It's your drawing board is like a mission statement. It's like everything you do is rooted in that drawing board, your vision board, like whoever you are, your why is rooted within that. Just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons because like similar to leadership, it gets very thankless, right? I could tell you there've been times where I wanted to use my hands, um, but knowing if I did use my hands, thank God for a little discernment. If I did use my hands, then my argument is void, mm-hmm. right? Because they say you don't pe- beat people by raising your voice, you beat them with facts. Um, that's not a comforting piece of advice. Nobody wants to hear that shit. Like, people <laughs> want to get to it, they want to show that their hands work. Like, that's yeah. like that, but but nobody wants to hear that. And I feel that. I feel that. But, but man, when you're able to retool and kind of look at the reason you're here and, 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 what you think your purpose is and what your why is. I like to think that gives a little bit of clarity. Um, and also makes you smarter and sharper and people love a good comeback. Yep. Uh, it's the real one said, man, the fun thing about getting counted out is coming back with the hot shit. Yep. And, and when you come back and your phone starts ringing and people are like, yo, like what's good. Then you have the Liberty to be like, Yeah, what is good. (laughs) You know, know, yeah, like you know how how to navigate, how to move, you know what I mean? And um, you know, I I I try to lead with love. Um, but love doesn't exist without the the other energy, you know what I mean? So just be mindful of what energy consumes you because that's your gasoline. Mm -hmm. Like that that like if it's hate, like like what what did Nipsey say? Master your energy. Yep. Like if you what you put out is going to come back. Unfortunately, what people have put out um, uh, what people have put out that is, has that, that is hurt you um, shouldn't be your energy. Ideally, it shouldn't. but it happens. like some people do you wrong and, and you're like, nah, someone did me dirty. I'm gonna do the next person dirty." Well, you just continue in the cycle because mm-hmm. like, that, that cycle has an opportunity to stop and then you can create a new cycle. Like oh, you can yeah. almost recycle the energy, if that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's this all sounds very lofty and very you know Mickey Mouse Club dreams and all that. But I, I'll be honest, yeah. you let that negative energy consume you, because I was absolutely in that. Like you let that negative energy consume you, it could take your path a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. And and you know when you have your when you're in your own lane, there's no traffic, and that's why that mission statement needs to, you. Have, you want to retool that ad as you've learned i right, cool this is why i'm here this is what i'm doing and then sometimes you just change course of direction but as long as you know what you're doing and why your purpose is here what your purpose is um i think that's super helpful i can't tell you i have an ideal job mm. i don't have a dream job i don't have a like what to be director of entertainment director of energy is that would be, <laughs> be my that be my title right now i don't have an ideal title i know i know what and who and where Gives me the most energy, so I'll chase that feverishly with all my energy. Like mm. I'll be, I want to be around that. These people bring the best out of me. These moments bring the best out of me. Mm-hmm. Like sure. this situation brings the best out of me. Like Rumi said something like, uh, "I'm paraphrasing." Be around people that fan your flames, mm. that that bring the best out of you. Like you, sur- by by any means, mm-hmm. surround yourself with people that are gonna bring the best out of you, and then add value back. You know what I mean? Don't be that give-a-penny give a trade that's empty, you know what I'm saying? Like, add right. like, I, I value, so. You know, on the heels of that, I think it's um two things that I think is pretty
0: dope that you do. One of the things is um the checking in with the workouts. Like, I, I know oh, it's my yeah, man, yeah. Irv, yeah, kick Irv. Kick the ball off on boy. that. And, like, I think it's such a, a great way for especially as, you know, people of color to, like, inspire each other to stay fit, to, yeah. you know, keep the heart pumping and sweat yeah, every yeah, day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But on um, the second part to that, though, is the kickback season. I think that's a, a really dope place to, like, resonate with um, individuals. So can you tell the audience a little bit about that, about yeah. your idea and, you know, what, what your, um, not only your goal, but like mm-hmm. what you, how it, you know, heals you in a in a sense. Because yeah. since you're kind of like the epicenter of it, I'm sure that the um, the spiritual and the, the energetic, um, yeah. you know, tenets of that.
1: You know, restore you in some way. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I, I so did you eat yet? I'll, I'll I'll kick it off with that. I actually, I know it's something that Irv and Kaz, Kazim, Kaz, Kaz. Kaz. <laughs> we known Kaz for ten years, so we'll call him Kaz. Um, Kazim, uh, Irv, a few other people started. Um, I remember when Cam started to do. Did you eat? He used to add me. And he should be like, yeah, yeah, I get in the gym, all good. Right, then he yeah, said qu- flakes, like. Yeah, yeah, like while I'm <laughs> on the couch or something, or right, at work, right? And then he started, he started adding question marks mm. to my name. <laughs> so uh-uh. I was like, I was like, God damn, my guy, like a front street. So then I, you know, I got into it. I started with Irvin April, mm. um, and listen, I'm down seventeen pounds. Oh, like, oh, I, great, and right. yeah, like they, I think there was a mind, body, and soul part of it but in reality it was like i right, like you've been talking about getting back in shape i tore my acl uh when i was 30 which nice. is trash like can i tear my acl when i when my knees are still rubber when <laughs> i'm like 24 yeah. 25 i tore my acl had a setback. During. Was it a
0: sports injury,
1: or were it you was like injury? getting off the train? It was a sports injury. Oh, man. But okay. it was a Dunk, money. Yeah,
0: like, like nah. Because like, if you was getting off the train, like going up the stairs or something like that, <laughs> you'd be
1: like, come on, dog. Yeah, that, that would be trash. But this was equally trash because it was a layup, and and oh, I shit. made the layup though. If it counts for anything. Yeah, I made the layup. But um, but uh, but yeah, I tore my ACL. Had a setback. So I just remember being down because I wasn't able to play ball really. I was working long hours and I always said I wanted to get back into shape and get back on and then this whole did you eat thing happened and now it's like a whole bunch of people on it like the hashtag is crazy like yeah, Irv um, call it the house of Zeus you know what yeah. I mean like the, the house Zeus is nickname the house of Zeus isn't like a um, a structure it's a mind state mm-hmm. first thing he told me is that we're not here to train the body we're here to train the mind and I was like, "I, right, Master Splinter <laughs> <laughs> <Good laughs> some, but it's but. real talk. it's like you know I had to get up, I had to get to the gym, I had to do the follow through, and I realized, and they talk about it seventy percent about it is what you put in your body, which is very similar to any energy you take in, which is very similar to anything you put out, like it's the intake what you what you take in, what you put out, it's all recyclable, and you start. Eating, feeling better, and remember, I didn't drink for a month, and I was like, "Wow, who is this guy, Della?" And you know, yeah. my sister came in from London and saw me. She's like, "Oh my god, you disappearing. I'm like, "Great, that like we're in a yeah. good place." Like, yeah. it, but you, I don't notice it. Like my clothes fit different anyway. Um. Anyway, summertime, scary summer, summer. Yeah, you see the energy, right? One (laughs) hundred percent. Um, but yeah, it it feels good. You feel you feel better. Um, you know, I still cheat. I cheat. Get my cheat days once in a while. I was in New Orleans, which you know, I I had to put the sorry herb hashtag up there because I (laughs) know I was going wild with the charbroiled oysters. But um, but yeah, so that's the did you eat? So shout to to Herb Zeus, um, Kazim for that, and, and and Cam for keeping me accountable, and everybody else that's down with it, which is super dope. Um, I think kickback season. It's funny. The first kickback I did, first of all, kickbacks are on a new thing. It's not. This is not like they've been going on before. I probably was allowed to drink, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the first kickback I remember I I did in like, uh, at like officially, I called it something. Was like November, mm-hmm. and there were like seven people there, and it was uh, Scotty Beam, um, my boy Niles. Um, my Boy Justin from Past Talks. like, like it was just like I told mad people. <laughs> I told right. mad people, I think I told them like uh, probably a week at a time. People, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be. Just uh, like seven, eight people were there, which is all good. Right. Had had some Martell punch the last for like two months. Cool, that's, that's, all, that's, that's all a good, good, that's a good spades alternate. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you yeah. rotate the seat. It was, it was great. It was, it was, it was the energy was right. We were out there, it was cool. And then, um, did a couple more, uh, you know, people were talking about, I think the first. Um, crazy one was like mlk weekend and you this is a private space like it's a, like it's, it's you know it's a private space so um it's tricky right mm-hmm. because you know you don't want to disturb neighbors uh, but you also want to make sure it's a good time For sure, so um there's a very thin line there's like a razor thin line to walk when you're doing something like that but yo to keep it tall like Henny Palooza, which is now Ducey Palooza, started as a game night. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Started at yeah, 115 to Pleasant. You know what I mean? Like, Popeyes and Henny. Popeyes and Henny. And, yo, I caught a pneumonia. Sure. <laughs> yo, it was so <laughs> hot in Cam's basement that I remember walking two blocks. I lived in Sunset Park at the time. I remember walking two blocks I'm still taking the train like it's all good. No, I'm just air it out. Yeah. Just down for a week after. But I'm here, but I'm here. Everything's hey, fine. Yeah, yeah. Everything's fine. Um the morning is no joke, though. The, yeah, no, it's a real, real rap, real rap. But you know, when you young or fake young, like <laughs> when you fake young, you think you're invincible. Now yep. it's quiet. Now it's a bit quiet. But um but yeah, the kickback really is it's 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 um friends, food. Drinks, music, and energy. Like, that is the formula. Like, that's the formula I've been running with since Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not... I'm not reinventing the wheels, just yep. in different spaces. So, um, this last kickback, July 4th, um, which, I, I i mean, I don't think it could have been any more... Um, I thought it was a really good one. Like, it was Corey Towns, Yo Showtime dj um, you know, had the good folks over at uh, you know, Jameson... Um, who believe in the spirit of the neighborhood, just you sort of come in and, and be present there. And it, it just it just came off as, as some energy, as a good vibe. Joe Budden ran the spades table. People were playing Jenga. Um, Uno was peaceful, like you said. They had some Connect Four. And um, the food, um, shameless plug here, but um, excellent soul food on Ralph in Crown Ooh. Heights. Oh, man. Um, fire oxtails. Oh, man. Fire. The fire oxtails, really? yeah, it be, that thing, huh? yeah. They probably
0: charge you thirteen dollars a pound for that shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'll pay sixteen for it. Like, just keep that energy.
1: My home girl, my home girl, um, India, her sister Jordan made some salmon. That sh- oh, that nice. shit went in like two minutes. Like it was just a good. It was like Brooklyn summertime rooftop energy that I couldn't have. Like. The weather was great. It was yes. just shots of Nomad on the pictures. Like it was mm. Carl created this recap that was just like. Uh, anyway, I, yeah, that shit was. You know what? I'm grateful to be a part of platforms that my friends could like. Win on. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like I just I I would love to bring people together and like have some good energy, good times, memorable moments, and then my friends just let their talent show. Yep. Like yeah. that's that's fire to me. That's like. Mm -hmm. I'm still taking it in so it's it's really cool so the reason why I I asked about that
0: is because I think that's a really um, because I had seen that hashtag from some homies or have you and I was Mm -hmm. checking the stories and I think it's really interesting that the thing that because this was like kind of like the first quote unquote like sponsored you know um, outing of it right yeah I like to call I like to call it like um, partnership partnership yeah 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 that's a better term yeah but um, I think that like that particular energy though is what most corporations look to bottle, right? Yeah. Like it's kinda like the bubbling. Not that it's like popped and super out there. It's kind of yeah. like that that really um organic sure energy, right? Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about like fostering that? Because that's kind of a space that you've been in and like, you know, kind of like being the guy you no, know, over this, yeah. It's kind of like you know having a spoon, like yo, taste this, taste yeah. this. You know what I'm saying? Like, talk about like you know creating that particular um space.
1: Yeah, there was there was this scene in X Men um uh, between the Beast and the President. The Beast was like Kelsey Grammer. It was like the, one of the older X Men movies. Frazier, yeah, yeah, Kelsey <laughs> Grammer, right, Frazier, right. It was towards the end of the movie, and I think after the war had been like settled or whatever, and and the president goes to to beast and he says you know i really need you by my side you really understand the mutants blah 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 Uh, and then the beast goes that's why it's even more important for me to be with my people and i like uh, that that always sticks with me because like i think going from like being in the mix while i was in corporate Mm -hmm. um it's very easy to lose um it's very easy to lose who you are in corporate, right? Like we we're all defenders of the culture to a certain extent. For sure. And it's not that the culture the the corporate has anything bad to to, to say about that. It's mm-hmm. just you got kind of got to walk a fine line. I talk with my man Kareem about it a lot that uh, and Kareem is um, you know, he's heading up culture and, and programming over at Pernod. Mm-hmm. Nice. You you could you could you could you could be on the side. You could be in between like Jon Snow, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm fighting for culture but I need to make sure the corporate boxes are checked Yeah, and both sides can hate you. Like mm-hmm. the wallings who want to kill you. The night's watch wants you out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like you, you walk in a really fine line and it's a thankless job. Yep. Cause like I said, at five o'clock your phone's still ringing. Mm-hmm. Like people still hitting you to sponsors, still hitting you to be a part of certain things. And corporate is like, well, what about the bottom line? Right. And you can't, Service the culture without doing what you need to, to do, do for it. the corporate. Exactly. So when you talk about organic, like I, I never really tried to go out and get a partnership, even though in the past I would have I would have loved to like have someone sponsor all my parties and sponsor all that. I think if you focus on your why and yeah, yeah, yeah. who's there and why are they coming back and what this energy is like and why. Can they get it from you and no one else? Then suddenly the the doorbell will ring, you know. And and sometimes you kind of gotta, you know, sell your own party, right? Mm-hmm. Like kickback season again. It's not the first hashtag that I've been a part of. It, it, it started with like five, six, seven people, mm-hmm. and now it's it's something where where people want to go to, and I'm grateful for. I'm super grateful for it. But I gotta protect the energy. I gotta protect what makes it cool, and it's for sure. Like like if if. If Bridget Kelly wants to come through, if Joe Budden is there, like I got they gotta be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like people need to feel comfortable. Women need to feel comfortable. For like sure. it, it has to be a space where people can can feel their best self. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or, or whatever however they wanna feel in that moment. And it's positive. You know what I mean? Because especially doing something like close to home, it could get very murky very quick. <laughs> Yo, you know, <gotta>, you got it could get very spooky very quickly. So yeah. you kinda gotta and it almost becomes like um you just got to you gotta protect, like, the space. You got to protect the people there. And then, like, I have three thoughts when it comes to parties. How do I get people there when they're there? How do I make sure they're having a good time? And then finally, how do I get them to go home safely and then get them to come back next time? Mm-hmm. It's like three different phases that I run through with any party, whether it's in a bar, a nightclub, my crib, a roof, wherever it's at. So the authenticity, honestly, I can't take all the credit for my friends like to have a good time. And I mm-hmm. like to introduce my High school friends to, so like, you know, low-key and, you know, now they're friends and following each other on Instagram. I've seen a couple of love connections in there. I'm like, all right, well, I don't want credit if it goes wrong. Like, but definitely <laughs>
0: invite me to that open ball wedding, baby. You know I'm
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. And, I, and it, again, I can't take all the credit for it. Like, I got, like, Carl's recap. I just couldn't picture... That shit was like hard. better energy, yeah, like out, right? Yeah, and that's is the crazy part. When it that comes time different. to break down To help, like everybody wants to like come in and like help and clean, yeah. and it's like and, and that's so, that's
2: why you're the master of energy, bro. I'm that, just that comes um, from you. Doing you know my part, that? just doing for my sure. part. So
0: turning the page, yeah. You said that um you made your uh ceremonious exit from the corporate in February. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Big up and shout out mm-hmm. to appreciate, you. For that. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Shots oh.
1: shout to them for the for the five years of of knowledge and uh and all that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. So now that now
0: that you're, you know, uh in your agency as an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, what is the next, um, you know, what does the next year, three years look like
1: for Della? Mm, good question. Um it's more of what you the, the question you asked me. How how am I adding value to the clients that I work with? How am I fostering these relationships and the follow through? And I think the follow through opens the door for more opportunities, right? It's it's um it's really relationship building and bringing the insights that i've seen it's interesting how it's sort of it's a little bit easier to get things done from the outside than the inside mm. um that's interesting yeah you you know i think when you're in a structured title yeah like as a brand manager like especially in cpg you're expected to you know no pnl trade marketing yeah. you know campaigns all of those, you're, you're service. You're, in, you're yep. in a leadership role, but you're of service. Yeah, you're you making have to sure. learn all of that. The phrases that come with it, different words. It's I remember shit. when I first started, me and my, my, my first boss, Marameh, we had... um we had this long sheet of acronyms this <laughs> is like yeah. um, IRC um uh, instant rebate coupon um, um OPP oh yeah OP APO like <laughs> uh, like it's just all these different acronyms and now I'm like being able to think about that and now that I'm on the outside I I see the game in a different it's literally right. neo out the matrix for sure like and now I can see it that way yeah
2: yeah yeah
1: but now I can see it from the cultural standpoint home so i want to add value to these to these clients, man, and, and I don't want to stop having fun. I think there's a thought that... Like, the the, the thing about it, like, the kickback is that mm-hmm. there's no age gate there. Well, yes, you got to be above 21, <laughs> right? That That's 21 foremost, right? That's your first and foremost, right? That's massive key, Jameson. I got you. Everything's fine. So you want to be above 21. But after that, like, there's no cap. Like, your aunts and uncles will be playing Spades and Connect Four and Jenga, like, and all that, you know what I mean? Listening to music outside. So... Similar to Henny Pollute or Duce Palooza, I should say, not being relegated to, like, just nightclubs and looking at open spaces. Similar to, like, Brunch Bounce and, like, all these other, like, Grits and Biscuits, Saturday morning cartoons. Everybody that's, like, on the road growing, they're not limited to this one space. We're not limited to the spaces that we've come to. There's always a way to reinvent and build and grow. And um, so, yeah, I want to add that value to these clients. The next two, three years— um, there's some moves in the work, some some things happening which I'm I'm really excited about, and Dope. I'm excited about getting uncomfortable too, because I think that's where the growth happens. Like Absolutely. entering new terrains, not really knowing what life is going to give you, but trusting the knowledge and the relationships you built to kind of usher you through that a little bit. Yeah, and yeah scratches and bruises are along the way. I welcome those. Shit, I made it this far, mm-hmm. so um, so I just want to keep that same energy, keep it going. Dope. Are you, you moving up- to L.A.? Huh? You're gonna move to L.A. Aren't you? Huh? <laughs> oh this, this, these headphones i mean so much <laughs> that's, noise with that that's funny that seems like let's redact that question uh, <laughs> from the <laughs> no, record LA's a, la's a beautiful place man i like la a lot no, okay, everybody LA. making just, that great escape. Man, like, everybody you know what what's up like, what's going on we'll called, I call like it like it it the it. new gold rush i got man. like three four friends just moved out there, but you know dude. what they just trying to set it up for you to come out there and visit that's what it is so take it so. as a you know I love New York. I'm New York through and through Bronx, through and through Brooklyn's been great to me for seven years. Mm. Um, you know, uh LA's a beautiful place, man. And but guess what? You can't like you can't go to LA exp- Looking for New York right. energy, right. like New it's New al- like it's almost like oh, I need a change. Let me move somewhere. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you're doing the same shit you did at your old place, no, that's not change. That's, that's not like you, yeah, yeah right. like let's barbecue on a beach. Like let's let's wear t-shirts in December. For sure, like, that's, that's, that's the vibe though. That's the, the energy. That's the energy. Large in February, I was wearing a like a long sleeve shirt. And that so, was yeah. good. See? Yeah, but the earthquakes ain't it. But we gonna keep him. <laughs> <laughs> that last one I heard. That's the only thing. Like them earthquakes, bro. Yeah. I mean, what's the equivalent of earthquakes in New York? Let's let's think Sandy. about them, them, Sandy. Them damn Sandy. Are you talking natural disasters? I'm talking I about the G train is like an earthquake in New York. Yeah, <laughs> it's not showing up on time. Said.
2: But yeah, you mentioned some. You said culture defenders, right? So I'm surprised yeah. it was also um um. In that game as well, too, learning, yep. like, I've been mostly on the outside and been dealing with corporate and whatnot, sure. and, you know, having to check those boxes for corporate
1: Sure, sure.
2: to be able to, like, bring the culture in. And um, I'm also an avid um, uh, follower of Steve Stout, mm. right? And he has this mm-hmm. thing where culture informs his decisions, 1000%. right? 1,000%. Culture is the uh, language he uses to, like, um, inform his advertising, his campaigns, all of that shit, yep. right? Yep. Um at what point did you realize that you had a, you know, a, a uh, keen understanding of culture and mm-hmm. you know you had to be the one to be that guy in your space, in your corporate space to be like, okay, look, this is how it's done. This, mm-hmm. is, what is, this, this is what will be appealing to this specific community yeah. and, um, um, and to the culture. Um, mm-hmm. That's first question. second question is how do you define culture?
1: Mm-hmm. I got some good ass questions. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I think I'm one voice in the culture. Um, I'm not the voice. Uh, I think it's really important to talk to people and experience people in their natural settings and exchange information. You know, Wayno, Wayno once said that, um, man, I got a lot of quotes for y'all. <laughs> Yo, actually you dropped like twenty of them I, every, okay. Take what you need, leave it. Take drop. what you need leave. <laughs> <dude. laughs> For real. Wayne No One said is that you know, you gotta and I'm paraphrasing, you gotta share knowledge because knowledge is the only thing that can't be taxed. Mm. That's mm. that's one. And then this other quote by Phil Knight goes, The best way to prove your knowledge is to share it i'm that I'm paraphrasing that i I bring Phil Knight's point up because you gotta you gotta be able to talk to people about your views and have them agree or disagree mm-hmm. and when you disagree, they disagree, it's not like when they disagree, it's basically do you need to tweak your point of view or defend it even more right because you said about what you said about Steve Styles, interesting, right? He said culture informs decisions. I think memory informs decisions. Mm. Um, but mm. culture allows the platform for you to create memories, right? So, what's interesting about Henny Palooza at the time mm. was that, like, you know, yeah, Hennessy was, was big. It's still big. It's the number one cognac. I get it. I get it. I get it. But the memory you have with Hennessy in this space will inform your decision. For the next time you're looking to have this December 2012 experience. memory experience, right? Mm. Remember that night we was drinking, you know, Avion, and and like you just went left and it was crazy. Like, yo, we gotta have another night like that again. Let's do it again. That's mm. memory. Culture provided the platform for that, but the memory of that night is gonna make you go to the register and buy that brand again. Mm. And and it, it's super interesting because like if brands were based on who tasted what tasted better there'd be different number ones across the board. That's if I'm brands new. were built on what, you know, um like felt better material, it'd be a different number one across the board. But marketing, the why, there's a reason why Burger King and McDonald's still exist. The why is the reason why people can tell stories. Mm. You want people to tell stories. It's it's going to sound super cheesy but like I mean people hated how Game of Thrones ended. I get it. It was rust. it was, you know, all that. It was it was it was a little rushed. Yeah. I but I, I'm I just wanted money to be on top. that's right Yeah, yeah. now nah, they yeah, but if you think that show is here to do us any favors, that's then right. it's your fault. Yeah. now nah, season one they <laughs> yeah. cut off my son head right. and I know <laughs> it's your fault. The, <laughs> but, the red weddings you No, know, <laughs> they don't care about our feelings they don't yeah. care about nothing, but brands do, right? So yeah. it's you talk about stories and Tyrion, it was very it was interesting how you went right into like stories are important and brand needs to be the king and brand the hobbled or whatever his name was. Like Stories are important. Like, we're all storytellers. Like, we we all are given these apps to tell stories about whatever we want to talk about. And people tune in um because they choose to. And that's the real that's the real power and influence. When people choose to tune in, they choose to show up, they choose you over anywhere else they could be on a Wednesday night on July 4th, whatever, whatever else is going on, when they choose you. You got to do right by that consumer, that customer, that person, um, and give them what they're looking for or hear them out. It's necessary, right? So, um, I don't know, man. Uh, You talked a little bit about Steve Stout. You talked a little bit about culture and and what culture means to me. I think um, culture—I think this is not a rehearsed answer, but culture is— you know, it's your living room. Mm. Like it's it's where you show up and you can be who you are and you can like kick back and you can express and you could be your best self in this living room, right? Like cause you always gotta you gotta be some something else in every other room in the house. Mm. Like in the living room, you could just be. Mm. Um, and in, in, uh, culture and lifestyle get intertwined a lot. I think. With culture and everyone's contributing to this living room, everybody sits down in front of the, in, in in front of the TV or in front of like passes the aux or changes the channel, and everybody you know got to be there's no board. I remember Jay Z once said we need a board. Like I don't know if we need a culture board because. If you throw that on the timeline, they disagree with it anyway, right? Like, yeah. you throw it on Twitter, like, who's on the board? Like, yeah. why should this person be on the board? Yeah, I don't, Like, I agree with the board, but I don't know if it would work today. You just need people to contribute to this living room of thought and elevate it and elevate it and make the room bigger and accept different viewpoints and all contribute to what it's going to look like when we're not in the living room anymore. Because a lot of people, I'm not going to speak in absolute, some people try to make this what they've seen all their life but they've only seen what they've seen Mm -hmm. like we all have different viewpoints different experiences that that has brought us to this very point right here sharing those experiences and being able to talk about those experience i think experiences becomes culture um you know of course it's hip-hop it's fashion it's expression it's it's food it's i think culture is like seasoning Mm. Like, you, know, you have very bland dishes, you add some seasoning, you get the right chef in the kitchen, all of a sudden, this bland dish is like the best shit you ever had, you know mm. what I mean? Like, it's like seasoning in the living room, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, it, no. it, it, like it, it's a culmination of thoughts to be your best self, And and I don't want that to sound too watered down, because I think culture... Man, I think culture is a word that's been used so heavily now, and mm-hmm. there's so many different definitions. I'm not going to say my—it's de- what it means to me. Mm-hmm. At, in my experiences in going through different social settings, um, seeing what I've seen, it feels like the culmination of ideas and people coming together to be them best, their best selves in a real let-your-hair-down, kickback back. No, no shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> nah, plug day. I, I was a shameless. I was. I swear so I was a shameless because I can't fit everyone in there yeah. anyway. But it, but it, but it, your best self. It, nah, like it, it feels like that. So yes, so we ask these. There's like two questions
0: we ask sure. everybody when they come out here. I'm i I'm gonna flip the question this time. Okay. Well. The soundtrack of Della. Whoa. You know what I'm saying. Give Ooh. us five joints could be a song could be albums that one. Jesus Christ you um it's that that if you if you couldn't speak right mm. and you had to give somebody like yo this is here's these five bodies of mm. musical work to express the essence of Della what would you what would you give to them man and and Feel free to take the liberty of it could be at any time in your life. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Because you better. we feel different days today. Sure, you know what sure, I'm saying? Sure. It could be MOP, I won't judge you. I'm <laughs> from the East. You know what, sure. what I'm saying? Heard that. It could be Sade. So,
1: it could be. So Okay. But,
0: but so the essence of Della, five joints.
1: Okay. Go. Damn. All right. One, I'll I'll um hard knock, like uh, volume two mm. was um such an important album. It it wasn't it's it's probably my favorite Jay album, because it was his his flip from. He always had the ability to 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 rap, um, um, street in the most classy way possible. But I think Hard Knock Life was his mainstream, big mainstream introduction. Yeah. So, and I I feel like I could relate to that coming corporate and culture or being in, in the two spaces. Hard Knock Life was like that. Annie sample was like, yo, they started treating him differently. Yeah. You know? They started treating him real different, but he was always that. Yep. Um, so I'll, I'll add Hard Knock Life. Not my favorite J track, but I think Volume Two Hard Knock Life just okay soundtrack. We gonna make it. Um, Jada, 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 Yo, um, hardest duo. Jada and, and Styles for Hard. sure. Um, I have a, a, a love. I'll just say I'm not gonna We Major, Kanye and Nas. Mm. Um, uh, We mm. Major was really, really that that was a that just it came in with the horn like it was just it's a filthy record. It's a very filthy record. over um, black
0: Republicans? Yeah. Yes. Black Republican. Black, black, black Republican
1: was was good. But we but major got that. We major just like I just felt like I could do anything. When that when that shit came on, it was like, Man, what are we talking about right now? Mm. Um how many I got down? Three? Yes, three. Oof. I'll try to make these good. Um Hmm. You know, I really no I don't people don't talk about it enough. Rich Boy's first album was really good. Really? Rich boy, son, crazy. Yeah. That rich, rich, rich. That rich okay. You know, I'm, so I'm big about what music does to people. Hey, I'm with it. Yeah.
0: I'm south all day. You got to ask him. I'm <laughs> you <your>
1: life, <laughs> <though>. Throw <laughs> some D's was, was a very, throw some D's boy oh, at yeah. here. That shit um, was hard. It's hard. What, Polo the Dog? Yeah. Yeah, was yeah. yeah. It was, it was, what was it happened like, to him? Is he still producing? I don't know. I think he dropped the second album, but I don't think it hit the same way. I don't know what. Oh, you're talking about rich boy or Polo? Polo. I don't know. I have no idea. Cause he was like one of the top producers. Yeah, he song. was on it. He was on it. He was super on it. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I gotta throw it on. I, you know, I met Big Pun when I lived on Saint oh. Lawrence. Oh, sure. So, um, God
2: bless
1: the death. God bless the death for the sake of for the sake of uh, for the sake of this. I gotta, I'm gonna throw Twins on the him and Fat Joe. Uh, That's a hard record. Word. Hard, hard record. See, I, oh, <laughs> I did America. a group. I did a group workout with Scotty Beam, and I was just like, "Yo, so I'm a, so I, I like to put music on these workouts. So I'm gonna just, I'm gonna choose like, um, whatever record I pick." She's like, "Nah, that shit is trash. Like, pick something hard. Like, pick like Twins, because she's from the Bronx. well. Yeah. So, uh, so I was like, "All right, cool." And mm-hmm. she reminded me how much how important that was. So that's four. Yeah. Um, fifth, man. <sniffs> At me, dog. DMX 98 was a mm. was a was a was Once a I go through the show. You shit is real, yo. That <laughs> you oh know, all these songs <laughs> have a have a hard intro, like, they don't, <laughs> like, they don't walk in the door very humble. <laughs> that's at all. a hundred. like these songs don't walk in the door humble. They walk in the door like, Yo, here we are, and for what do sure. you want? Sure. Everybody yeah. get down, everybody like they robbing you. To <laughs> <lay> <laughs> down. That's that's a different. That's the that's the wild version of Annie up, So yeah.
0: Yo, yeah, let me sure. add, all right. So, this is this isn't like the second question we okay. asked all, that, I guess, but it's something I am curious about. So you are Ghanaian. Yes. Uh, by nature. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, your your heritage and sure. how that plays into your your makeup? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Cuz I feel, you know, I'm West Indian American. Okay. By way of the Congo, yep. I assume. You real, know what I'm saying? But real, real, real. I don't have that immediate connection yeah. as, as you do. So could you, you know, tell us a little bit about that, like how that helps make you up? Sure, sure. If, if
1: you've ever had Jalof rice and it was fantastic, Absolutely. it was Ghanaian. Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: you know,
2: Michelle, we talk about that. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. it was mid, there the, might have the, been Nigeria. Nigerian is killing me well, right now, well, by the way. <laughs> well,
1: well, you said it, not me. See, I, ain't even, <laughs> I ain't even bring Nigerian up. Somebody else said that, so the truth speaks for itself. Nah, shouts to so Niger. But yeah, um... Yeah, like, I think I said it before, I'm somewhere between um, speak when spoken to. Like, it's just old school. And, yo, my parents, you know, they're not together anymore, but they did a really good job of, like, adjusting to new school, um, to New York, mm. I, you know, I, talk, I, I could joke about it now. Like, yo, I got to call African booty scratcher enough times. Like, this, this kids are fucking. Isn't it crazy they, how in
0: Africa now is right Africa now? Africa is lit. Yo, Black That's Panther. F- you oh. never saw
1: this is one meme that that is like James Winston squinting his eyes like yo. Is that the chick that called me an African booty scale? <laughs> so, wearing Kente cloth right that? Yeah, It's the funniest How shit trying was to do that? the shaku in the club and yo, shit. Yo, 100%. But yo, like everybody gets the, Every dog has his day. I yep. believe that. So, sure. um but I, you know, I think um That's so crazy. from uh I just remember when I was younger, my 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 father always having like friends over is always like Like, uh, there was like an event every Friday, you always had people, it feels like a kickback now. Maybe I'm Mm. doing, maybe I'm keeping that Mm. energy going. I don't know. Yep. Always being a host, um, uh, you know, doing what you can, being hospitable. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of African countries have those same, um, those same sort of mannerisms in terms of be welcoming, like, you know, add value. So, uh, I'd, I'd say that. That's sure. Um, yeah. Trevor, would you like to do the uh honors?
2: Yeah, sure. Um last question we ask every all our guests is what drives you? What gives you that that okay. energy, that just the vibe to go out every morning and like make more for yourself, get
1: shit done, you know, really fill out your purpose. Right, the, the ability to like write your own check. Like Oof. write oh, your own. Like that's a good like one. the ability to like that's Shout cool. out to JP Morgan. Yeah, well, <laughs> 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 Yo, I mean like it's it's <laughs> like you, the ability to literally like define what you want your day to look like. Mm. Like I think we're I think we're the only thing standing in our own way. Mm. Like we are our biggest hurdle. Like we are our in we are in our own way. And yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of hurdles. Black men, black women. You know, you know if you're you know LGBT, like wh- whatever it is. Like you just got to define whatever group you're in. Define your lane. And drive. You can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you could get your vision out there, man, shouts to everybody that bet on themselves. Mm. shouts to everybody that bet on themselves for better or for worse. Even if it if it's not working out, you took a chance. You, know, you always, it's always better to have a life of oh wells than a life of what ifs. Like you mm. you got like you don't oh, yeah. you don't ever wanna be stuck in a box. And yo, my my VP told me that once. He was like, yo, Paul DeVito, he's like, yo, I'm you know. Tired of people like that force themselves into, like these roles that they don't want to be in. That mm. like this, that, and the third, and I, like that resonated with me. That 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 hit me. That hit me. So shouts to shouts to all the wins and losses that made us exactly who we are. Mm. So that's a hundred. it for
0: sure.
1: Dela may have dropped the most quotes <laughs> <laughs> in one nice. podcast. You don't count them all. <laughs> definitely got the record. <laughs> got the I record. swear that wasn't planned. It just happened. No, I just told you read a lot. It exactly. Seems like it. I, I read a bunch. That I, I try to at least, you know what I mean? Sure. And I try to pay attention to what other people are saying. I, I don't just, try not to just read the topic sentences. there's a lot buried beneath the surface. Yo, Yo, so sure. I'm calling it now New York Times bestseller Della, your door. Man, no pressure. No pressure. But uh, <laughs> tell us bro. where we can find you on the socials. Uh, on the social, uh, D-E-L-A underscore Y on Twitter, on uh on Instagram, you're probably going to see a lot of... I'm a Knicks fan, so I hope that doesn't get people turning this podcast off. But <laughs> talk a lot of Knicks, talk basketball, talk a little politics. From what I know, I'll leave everything else We're
0: going to delete that Knicks part because you know it's Lakers season over here. Yeah. Hollaback. <laughs>
1: nah, man. Get me off this podcast right now. Get me
0: out of <laughs> here. I got to go. <laughs> it's all good.
1: Right on time. Like we
0: always say, it is time. Stay driven, yo. Stay driven. Appreciate you